the All Around Joe podcast, where we optimize your human performance from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all-around self-improvement junkie. Welcome to the All Around Joe podcast today, guys. As you can see, if you are watching this on YouTube or Facebook, I am hanging out in a very, very hot area here. I am just outside of the Sequoia National Park in California. That's why I have no shirt on here. Just cooking in the sun is a high of 102 today. I'm also holding up my mic. If you're watching this, you can see that, which is going to be a little bit different than usual. So we'll see how it goes. But uh, welcome to the podcast. Like I said, I am living the (laughs) fantastic life right now. Uh, No pun intended. Uh, Taking this video and podcast from the van right now. And we're going to be talking about tips for eating on the road because, hey, it's super relevant right now. I am in a van with... 300 plus pounds of bumper weights, kettlebells, a rack, all of that fun stuff, traveling around, keeping my fitness up and eating really, really well the whole time. We've got a refrigerator, we've got a stove, we've got a sink, running water, showers, all of that fun stuff. So it's very relevant for me to be talking about these tips for eating on the road. But before I get into that, as usual, I want to talk about the people that make this podcast possible and the company that is doing that right now is called Audible. I'm sure you guys have heard of Audible. Audible is my favorite place because I listen to audiobooks all the time, especially as I'm driving around. And if you're driving around at all listening to this as well, when you're not listening to my podcast, you should definitely be listening to Audible audiobooks so that you can be better in yourself. I have this rule where if I'm driving away from my home or starting the day, right, the first half or three quarters of the day, I have to be listening to something that's educational. So like right now, I'm listening to the 12-week year, which is really interesting if you are are the type of person that wants to get more done faster. The 12-week year, highly recommend it. Um, And then when I'm driving home or when I'm headed home or at home at night, I listen to something that is more fun. Sometimes it's still educational, but it's usually going to be more of a fiction-based thing rather than, you know, the business-based or how to improve myself or something like that. So, if you'd like to get a free Audible audiobook on us, go to allaroundjoe.com slash audible. That's allaroundjoe.com slash audible. Like I said, if you're a business junkie, I recommend the 12-week year. That is an awesome, awesome book. I'm actually going to reread it or listen to it immediately as I get done with it the first time so that I can really soak it in a little bit more. So, getting right into the relevant content here, like I said... Eating on the road or tips for eating on the road is going to be super relevant for me right now. And I know I've done other podcasts about eating on the road, but I am in it right now. So I wanted to share this with you. This is what I'm passionate about. It's what I'm thinking about. And I want to make sure that you do it right as well. Typically, when I'm out on the road, I actually tend to lose weight. And I'm finding that that's already happening for the first few weeks here. And what's not so great about that is that when I lose weight, I tend to lose strength as well. So I'm finding that when we get to go to the CrossFit gyms and I get to try and, you know, squat over 400 pounds, it's not happening because I think it's because, you know, changing these lifestyle adaptations and not eating quite enough. So I'm having to figure out actually how to be on the travel schedule and eat enough. 
So that's where I run into problems. And I know that a lot of times what happens to people is they think, oh, you're not eating enough, that's great. But you wanna know why it's not great is because most people, including myself sometimes, although I have this little mechanism in my head that clicks on so I know not to do this, is you won't eat and you think this is great, cool, I'm gonna lose some weight, and then you get so hungry or hangry at that point that you end up going and eating like four double-doubles in and out because it's right down the street and you see it and you're like, oh, you can justify it in that time of need. It just it tends to happen you know I hate to say it but it tends to happen if you're doing that more than once a month it, meaning if you don't have that cheat day that's set up for you and you're training really really hard it's probably not a good thing to be doing I think I was looking at the calories on the double-double the other day it was like 1200 calories a piece something like that craziness I could be wrong so if I'm wrong sorry about that but the first thing tip numero uno is going to be have a plan all right, it's gonna be super important that you're not just winging it because like I said, if you're winging it, you're not gonna have a plan and if you don't have a plan, you're probably gonna get really, really hungry and if you get really, really hungry, you're probably gonna make a bad decision and go to McDonald's or In-N-Out or Arby's or whatever because those places are all over the place and they sound really, really good when you are super hungry. So don't give in to that, have a plan. And here's what I recommend that you do with this particular plan, <laughs> you're gonna love this one. You, I recommend that you actually put your time of eating in your calendar with an alert. So the way that I'll do this is I'll put in meal number one, 11 a.m., okay? And just so you have an idea of how I am usually doing this is I try and do a 14 hour fast or a 14 to 16 hour fast because I found that my body works the best in that particular state. So for example, right now, all I've had this morning is, and it is, let's see, 10, 12 a.m. All I've had this morning is my coffee, all right? And the reason for that is because I feel like my energy level stays up higher if I don't just pound down a bunch of food in the morning. So what I'll do is my last meal was, was around 9 p.m., okay? And that means my next meal is gonna be at the earliest around 11. So after I get done with this podcast, I'm gonna go have my mean green shake that I have, you know, that I'll blend up with my Nutribullet here, and we'll talk more about that later. But what I recommend is you put this in your calendar, right? So I stop feeding at 9 p.m., and that determines when my next feeding is going to be. So I know that it's 11 a.m., I put it in my calendar, have an alert go off, and it's just a little 15-minute thing, and I recommend that you do this as well. And then for me, what it looks like is 11 a.m., and then about 2 p.m., okay? And then I'm gonna have a workout around three to five, something like that. Today, maybe not quite exactly like that because it's gonna be 102 degrees when I'm at you know three to 5 p.m., although there is a lake right here, so maybe I'll be able to do a lake slash weightlifting workout, something like that. We'll see if the campground will get annoyed with us lifting weights out here, dropping things, but we'll see what happens. Then at 5.30 p.m. is about my post-workout. And I don't usually need an alarm for that because you're pretty hungry after your workout. You know that you're supposed to eat. That one's pretty darn easy. Then at 6.30 p.m., have an alert pop up, and that's the next meal. And then at 9 p.m., that's the last one. Okay. And just so you have an idea of that, I tend to keep my carbs pretty low for that first meal. I tend to have some oatmeal in the second meal to start bumping up those carbs. And then about two hours after that second meal or the first setting of carbs, then I will have my workout and then the carbs go up drastically after, after the workout. 
If you want more information on how I set up my diets for all of the clients that I work with, go to allaroundyou.com slash 88. That is my podcast on how to set up your diet for success. That's exactly the template that I use. If you have any questions, let me know. It's at allaroundyou.com slash 88. It is exactly how I set things up, so I'm not going to go into it here, how to set up your diet for success. This is about tips for traveling on the road, but everybody that's listening to this podcast should listen to allaroundjoe.com slash 88. Whether you're on the website, whether you're on iTunes, whether you're on Stitcher, whatever it may be, get over there, listen to allaroundjoe.com slash 88. Got it? Get it? Got it? Good. All right. Tip number two is find a kitchen. Now, before you roll your eyes at me and tell me, come on, Joe, I can't afford to find a kitchen in my hotel room, I want you to think about this for a second. There's a hotel chain called Extended Stay, all right, which is a great one. What what they do is they have a full kitchen usually in the rooms, at least as far as I know. Every time I've stayed, they have a full kitchen in the rooms, um, and you can get all of the, you know, utensils that you need they're all they're all included so you have a refrigerator you have a stove you have a microwave I don't think they usually have ovens but uh, you can pretty much get anything that you want to get done in one of these extended stays and I have always found that they are about the same price as the other lower priced hotels in the area straight up like recently when we just were staying in Burbank the extended stay if you booked it on your phone so they had a little bonus if you booked it actually from your phone and when you did so it was the cheapest hotel in the area the extended stay so and they call it like a little studio so it's like a studio apartment with a bed a bathroom and a full kitchen super cool the other thing that you can do and that I do actually I look at first before the hotels is the Airbnbs or the VRBOs, okay? A lot of times people have these little places where their mother, mother-in-laws or other that they're renting out or even their whole house and it's gonna include a kitchen. And the cool thing about that is a lot of times as well, they are at the same price or cheaper than what the hotels would be for what you're getting. So I'm not including the dirt bag, nasty roach hotels that you can get I'm not even going to name names. I'm not including those ones, all right? Those are the ones that you get to, you, you like have been driving for hours and you just need a place to sleep. You get up and you get out of there. Nope, I'm talking about the places that you're going to be at for a couple of days. Um, and they're, they're only that one tier above as far as price goes. And they're still going to be the lowest price in the nicer areas. So get the extended stays, get the VRBOs or the Airbnbs, get the full kitchen so that you can actually get yourself ready to go when you get to those particular places all right and then I recommend right when you get there is plan your meal prep all right get into the place go to the store because there's probably gonna be a store nearby or route your uber driver or whatever straight to the Trader Joe's or the Safeway or whatever it may be the Vons wherever you're at buy the foods that you would usually buy head to your extended stay or your VRBO or your Airbnb and then do your meal prep right away I mean, if it's like 12 o'clock at night, don't do it then. Get up early in the morning, do it then. But do it first thing. Try not to put it off because that's when you're going to reach that hunger zone and then you're going to eat something terrible. Don't want to do that. You want to get into your spot, set up your meal prep, make all the food that you need, and then have it ready and take it with you. All right. If that means that you have to get a few of these little plastic containers that you put in your bag, get them. They don't really take up any space. You could put like six of them that are actually stacked together in your bag and it's not going to take up much space, not going to be very much weight. Um, you can buy them on Amazon. It's going to be super easy. Bring them with you. 
or you can ask ahead and see if the VRBO or the Airbnb or the extended stay has something like that that you can just store food in. Super duper easy. If you want to go ghetto on it, just buy a bunch of Ziploc freezer bags or the, the locking bags and put your meal prep food into there. And then you're going to eat out of those bags. It's kind of ghetto, ghetto, but I have done that before. So give it a shot. You're going to get to the, your hotel. You're going to do your meal prep right away. And then you are going to be set. All right. Next up is you're going to tip number three. You're going to stock up on non-perishables all right or things that are going to last a little bit longer first thing that i would recommend is that you get these things right away like i said before actually before you travel would be even better for this one before your travel is going to be the ideal situation for this so you're going to go to your trader joe's is ideally for where i like to go um, just because they have better prices and have what i'm looking for so if you're a high up in trader joe's you would like to sponsor this podcast let me know i'd be all in for that first thing you want to buy those quest bars um, the cool thing about quest bars is that they are low glycemic so they're loaded with fiber they're low glycemic they're not going to impact your blood sugar all that much if you have an issue with um, whey protein that would be a problem but quest bars are great if you want to have something that's going to make you feel fuller and keep you lean while you're traveling so quest bars I like the s'mores I like the double chocolate chunk but whatever there's a bunch of different flavors Give it a shot. Start with those. RX bars are the next one. RX bars are great. They're just full of you know all natural stuff. Uh, the only downside to RX bars is I like to use those more as like the post-workout bar rather than the I'm on the plane bar. Every once in a while, I might just do it on the plane if I'm tired of the Quest bar. But the RX bar is just it's full of good stuff. It's just going to be a little bit higher glycemic index. So if you're worried about gaining body fat or you're trying to lose body fat, I would still have them on hand, but they're better after an activity rather than before the activity, if that makes sense. Then you want to stock up on some kind of uh, low sodium nuts, not peanuts, because those are actually legumes. Um, my favorite, like Brazil nuts, like the lightly salted almonds. And if you get almonds that are not baked, those are going to be the best. But, you know, sometimes it's hard to find those. So almonds, uh, lightly salted. Always check the sodium levels on those because you don't want to totally bloat yourself out by eating way too much sodium because you're probably not going to be drinking enough water while you're traveling anyway. But give that a look, the sodium levels, and just compare it to other things, but get the one that's the lower end. You probably won't be able to tell anyway um, because as long as there is some sort of salt in there, you're going to taste it and adapt to liking that taste of salt, and it doesn't need to be through the roof. So like I said, Brazil nuts, lightly salted almonds, cashews, but you're going to have to watch out for the cashews because they are loaded with fat, okay? So I don't say that I want to avoid the fat in them, but just know that like... I'll have those Trader Joe's cashews, the spicy ones. I forget exactly what they're called, but I could eat like a whole bag of them. And the next thing I know, it's like probably 10,000 calories or something. You don't even feel like it, but oops, just ate 10,000 calories. Not bad calories, but still you got to account for calories, period, at all times. And this is just specifically while you're traveling and we don't want to throw a wrench in your plan already. Next up, I like string cheese, okay? String cheese is great because it's got protein and it has fat in it, all right? It's a great snack food and it sets you up for the next things that you might need to eat. And the other cool thing about string cheese is, although people may think that it is perishable and it is perishable, it's gonna last you a whole freaking day. Even if it gets a little soft, you're gonna be completely fine eating that. Yesterday, we had it in this 100 degree heat 
in the cab of the car, the van, the whole day and ate it. It was chewy and it tasted fantastic. It was almost like melted cheese. So it, it might be better that way, in fact. I wouldn't leave it out for a few days, but you can definitely go for a 24-hour period with that cheese. And then the cool thing about cheese is if you're gonna have some carbohydrates or if you need carbohydrates because you're training hard or pretty much everybody needs to have some sort of carbohydrates, especially it for me, it will make me go crazy if I don't have any carbohydrates unless I'm adapted to keto, but I'm not adapted to keto right now. I'm going with a bunch of carbs and we could talk about that further. You could send me a message or put them in the show notes at allaroundjoe.com slash 142. If you have questions about the keto stuff, um, definitely do that. We can talk about it further, but you're probably going to want to have carbohydrates. If you have your string cheese or your nuts before you're going to eat your carbohydrates, it's going to lower the glycemic index and the impact of the carbohydrates. Hence having a lower chance of storing body fat, which is what we want, right? We want to stay lean, mean, and we want our body to utilize those carbohydrates for fuel in our muscles, not for storing fat. The carbs, though, if you're going to have if you're going to have carbs, which we're all going to have carbs, and you need to take those with you, you're going to want to shoot for things that are lower glycemic, right? Uh, apples, berries are great. I know they're not quite as easy to travel with berries, but sometimes you can figure out a way how to do that. Blueberries, strawberries are awesome awesome sources. Um, plantain chips. I don't particularly love the vegetable oil. Actually, I don't like it at all that Trader Joe's uses to make a lot of their chips or their, their plantain chips, especially. So Trader Joe's, if you listen to this, please use some other kind of oil, figure out how to make, you know, coconut oil and, uh, taste good instead of what you're using. Um, but plantain chips, those are great. They're snackable. They taste salty, but there's actually not a lot of sodium in them, which is cool. And they're a lower glycemic carbohydrate, so I like to eat some of those. Um, like I said, protein or fat before you have them. Uh, the fruit, the plantains, whatever. There's some fat in the plantains. But go with that. Um, you could do some very grainy breads, that type of thing, but those are kind of the last effort. Obviously, if you could have sweet potatoes, rock some sweet potatoes, but uh, so the sweet potato chips, I know a lot of times they're usually going to be cooked in, like I said, another vegetable oil, or they're going to be loaded with sodium. I know that the Trader Joe's chips, vegetable oil, and so much sodium that like you can taste it and you feel like your eyeballs are going to pop out of your head as you're eating it. So that's why I didn't put those on the list, but every once in a while, those are not bad to have. You could also get some other brands of plantain, I'm sorry, of sweet potato chips. I know that those are out there, um, but harder to find. And usually you pay like $5 and it's like a bag this big, you know, huge ass bag, but you only get like a quarter of that filled with the actual chips. So it's kind of a bummer. <laughs> bummer for the wallet and for your expectation of how much you're actually getting. Tip number five, I'm sorry, tip number four, almost skipped tip number, number four, uh, blend if you can. Okay, now this is a weird one and I was almost going to take it out, but I'm, I decided to leave it in there because I think that it's something that we do and it can be a game changer if you're able to do it. So we have a Nutribullet Pro and I highly recommend that everyone has one of these, even if you are not going to be traveling, just put it in your kitchen because they, you get these really big bottles that they come with. I think they're like 30 ounces or something like that. You can pack them pretty full, even though it tells you not to, and you can have a super awesome green shake. So I have a mean green shake on my website that you can check out that has, you know, yogurt, spinach, kale, protein powder, um, some other stuff that I put in there, 
that's just a great way of getting a lot of greens in your diet without having to sit there and eat salads all day long. I recommend taking this thing with you when you're traveling. Definitely if you're traveling in the car. I don't know about traveling on the plane. I don't think that we've pulled that one off or tried to pull that one off yet. But it's great to have because in your hotel room, you just need a place to plug it in, right? Or we've even used it in the car. We've gone to the rest stops and made our shakes at the rest stop because you can just take, you know, maybe you don't want yogurt. You can get that non-refrigeratable um, almond milk or coconut milk as the base. And then you have your spinach, your kale, your protein powder. That's just like the basics that you can go in there. You can put some uh, almond butter in there as well if you want some more fat. We like to put in chia seeds sometimes. Those are good. So carrots are, are great to put in there. Um, if you need carbohydrates, and you could also put in your berries, which would be make it taste a little bit better potentially. But I like to put the Progenix PB Smash um, in my shakes, and that actually makes it taste really darn good. So I, it's like a miracle protein powder that makes almost everything taste good. Coffee, protein shakes, green shakes, oatmeal. Gosh, trying to think of what else I have it in. But it's, <laughs> and I don't even put a lot of it. Usually it's like a, a full scoop, which is a half serving or like a half of a scoop, which is a quarter serving. So that stuff is, it's some tasty stuff. All right. So I, what I would do is I take that, the Nutribullet Pro, plug it in wherever you're at, throw in the ingredients, and then you have this shake with you. Unfortunately, and if you are with Nutribullet or you know someone from Nutribullet, please tell them to create a better lid that is has that can be closed and taken with you on the go. For whatever reason, whoever they decided to create this lid is terrible. It had this little hook on it, and when you use that hook multiple times, it breaks off, and then you don't have a a secure shutting lid for your Nutribullet cup. So now I have to take my Nutribullet cup and I've got this lid that doesn't work. So I put it into a shaker cup or shaker bottle, which has a, a closing lid that actually works. So why they don't use or copy the shaker bottle lid that actually just snaps closed. I don't know. Please do that. Or someone please create that and I will buy it. I will buy two of them tomorrow. If you have a solution for that, just something that screws on, closes the top so I don't have to use an additional cup for my Nutribullet. But there you go. Tip number five, uh, have some go-to places to eat already mapped out. And I'm going to give you mine. Um, but for most, in most times or most cases, you're going to have one or multiple of these places available to you that you're going to be able to go. That's probably going to be fairly close, not going to be too hard to figure out. And, and or, but if you do have trouble. I'm also going to give you some ideas for how you can figure out how to eat well, how to find places to eat on the go, even if you don't have these places. But the first thing that I wanted to mention, or the first place that I would say is my go-to is Chipotle. And if you're going to Chipotle, you can eat there, there good or bad. Just keep that in mind. Any of these places you can eat good or bad. So it's not like, hey, he said to go to eat Chipotle and now I'm going to get the biggest burrito that there possibly is and it's going to be like 2,000 calories even though it says, you know, uh, 800 on the board but the person winked at me and they put extra guacamole and chicken and all that stuff in there and I got the queso. That's not what I'm talking about. Go to Chipotle if you need to eat something that's going to keep you lean and mean. Get the salad. Do not get rice on it. You know, get the beans. Get whatever meat that you like. Meat, I don't really, you know, go one way or the other. It's whatever you like. Um, 
if you need the extra fat, get the sour cream cheese guacamole. If you don't and you're actually tracking it like you should be using MyFitnessPal, um, then you'll know how much of that fat that you actually need. Um, but you get to decide on that. I would say that the biggest bomb that people have with Chipotle is it is a good place. They do source their food well. It's good stuff, but people will go get a burrito, and that burrito uh, or tortilla is going to be loaded with carbohydrates that they probably didn't need at that point. And then they get a bunch of rice on there, whether it's brown or white, although brown is going to be a better rice source, you're still going to run into getting a ton of carbohydrates in that burrito. So unless you just had a super hard workout or you're at a deficit, you probably don't need the burrito. I go with the salad or the burrito bowl in order to avoid all of those extra carbohydrates that I probably don't need unless, like I said, had a super workout. So next up, Panera Bread. And I would not have put this one on the list until a few weeks ago, which I had the opportunity of walking to Panera Bread, looking at the salads, and they had some freaking awesome salads. It was fantastic. They were huge, too. They were really big salads. Um, there was one called this green something or other salad. I don't know what it is actually called, but I'm sure it would be on the menu if you walk in there. That was awesome. I had it two times in like three days. They put a bunch of avocados on it. They put chicken on it. Um, you get the dressing on the side so that you can add that in. Um, and I'm going to talk about how to create the ideal salad here in a little bit. But the salads were great at Panera Bread. I highly recommend that. They're also going to have a side of bread there. You, you can get subs to it for an apple. Or if you don't need the carbohydrates at all, just get nothing. But do not get that bread, okay? The bread is not going to be good unless you just had a workout, like I said, and you need to replace those carbohydrates. It's just simple, not very hearty bread, but it probably tastes really good. So don't do that. Subway, all right? You're going to be like, what the heck? Subway? He's recommending Subway? Well, the reason that I'm recommending Subway is because they're almost everywhere. Like, we're driving through these super small towns, and some of these small towns have two Subways. So you know what you're going to get. It's kind of like if you guys ever followed Usain Bolt, and he said that he always ate at McDonald's all the time because he knew that if he was traveling somewhere around the world, there's always going to be a McDonald's. Well, if you're in the United States, and I'm not sure about out of the country, but there might be at this point, there's Subways everywhere, right? So you know that you can go to a Subway. You get a salad do not get tempted by the bread and the sandwiches even though it smells really good unless you need a hundred cal uh, carbohydrates right then um, get the salad at the subway and you can load it up it's gonna be fantastic I've had a great great salad I usually get the salad and get an extra chicken breast in there and uh, you're also always going to want to go with the balsamic vinaigrette dressing if you can. Or you're always going to want to go with a fatty dressing over a sugary or sweet dressing. Okay, we're going to talk about that a little bit more. But go to Subway. They're everywhere. Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's has great pre-made salads. The only thing you have to watch out for with Trader Joe's is you need to look at the nutrition facts. And you need to see if there's going to be... Uh, a lot of fat or a lot of sugar in their particular salad. There's a couple of ways you can get around this though. I would first recommend look for the salad that you think looks the best. Look and see if it has a bunch of like an, an absurd amount of fat or sugar in it, which sometimes they do. Even these salads, you're like, where did that come from? But you can tell because it's usually either coming from the dressing, number one, or from so these they like to put in these craisin things okay i'm sure you've all had craisins before they're loaded with sugar okay they sweeten up the salad with these craisins but what you can do this cool thing about this is usually the base of the salad is not full of fat or full of sugar so what you do is you open it up you take out all these craisin things they they ruin the salad anyway i'm not sure why they put them in there but you should not be eating those and like i said unless you need the sugar um and then you take the salad dressing and you just put in like half of it because you don't need all of it 
in there anyway. So you throw the craisins, put in half the salad dressing, put the top back on, shake it up. It gets the salad dressing all over everything. You don't know the difference if it has a lot or a little. It's all over everything. It's awesome. Okay, so there's your tip for Trader Joe's. They have great pre-made salads. Go there. Get your yourself stocked up on your meal prepping food as well as those salads for the times that you know that you're not going to be able to actually make the food meal prep it up qdoba same as chipotle same idea get a salad try and avoid the tortillas the burritos the extra carbohydrates the rices that they're going to throw in there unless you need it personally which i just know that a lot of times when you're traveling you don't need it unless you're a professional crossfitter that's listening to this and you've been training like a ton or you're going into a big race and that's why you're training you know an ultra marathon or marathon or something like that then that might be a different scenario but for the most part you just don't need that all right the salad rule something that i wanted to talk about really quickly is the salad rule and the salad rule is that what you're looking for on a salad is you want to avoid the sugary stuff all right a lot of times they're going to put in a bunch of sugary stuff that you don't need at all and those things are going to be coming from the dressing or like the craisins or some sort of sometimes uh, I don't really care too much. Grapes are going to be okay. They usually don't load them with grapes. Um, but the craisins are really the things that you're going to watch out for because a lot of times they put more sugar into those when they make them. Just got to watch out for it. All right. Um, so you're going to look for things in the salad that you want. Beans uh, are great things to have. All right. In your salad. You're going to want to, like I said, avoid the sugary dressings. You're going to want to get the dressings on the side. Always get the dressings on the side. You're going to want to get it without croutons or if they put them on there, just don't eat them. Croutons are just going to be not good source of bread or of carbohydrates. And like I said, no craisins. All right. And if you need carbs, this is going to be the last part. If you need carbs, I want to make sure that you know what carbohydrates you should be choosing and what you're going to be looking for. Like I said, in the carbohydrates, after you had all the other requirements, so let's say you got a salad, but you need more carbs, you can look for things like I said, beans, or you're going to look for oatmeals. I love oatmeals. No sugar added oatmeals because people like to add the sugar into the oatmeals. Always get the plain old-fashioned oatmeal or the steel cuts. Uh, brown rice. You can go with brown rice. Try and stick with brown instead of the white rice. Uh, apples and berries like we already talked about. Sweet potato fries, although know that they're probably going to be cooked in some sort of high fat oil, so just keep that in mind, but they're going to be a lower glycemic carbohydrate. And then super grainy breads. Um, these ones are harder to find, like the Ezekiel breads. There's one Dave Killer bread that I like that has lower sugar. Just go look at them. Um, but those are the times that you actually need to have something that you couldn't have the other things. That'd be my last on the list. So that's if you need the carbohydrates. All right, guys, it's been about 30 minutes. I hope that you guys have enjoyed this podcast. If you have any questions, please put them in the show notes at allrunjo.com slash 142. Whoo! All right, it's getting hot here in the van, so I am going to keep on moving on with my day. Please make sure that you check out uh, Audible. If you would like a free audiobook, you just got to go to allrunjo.com slash audible to get an audiobook on us, like I said. I am reading the 12-week year right now. It's been fantastic. Also, the Ben Bergeron book is another one of my favorites if you'd like to go pick that up at Audible. And like I said, guys, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can put them in the show notes at allaroundjoe.com slash 142. The All Around Joe Podcast, where we optimize your human performance from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all-around self-improvement junkie. We'll see you on the next podcast.